Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. Two words to me in three years of Bret Hart to Hanksy Panksy, a podcast where two dumb idiot best friends fill themselves mind, body, and soul with two very viral hours of an amnesiac puzzle-solving Tom Hanks. I'm Sam Siegel, and I'm one of those dumb idiots. And I am a billionaire megalomaniac who's hell-bent on destroying half the human population. I am Luke Patrick. Hey, Sam, what's up? Hey, Luke. That's a sort of change of pace for you? Yeah, definitely. I've had some uh, changes in persuasion re-overpopulation recently. (laughs) So <laughs> yeah, going going maybe the uh, the whole uh, Thanos route, huh? Yeah, definitely a lot of crossover between this movie's plot and Thanos. Uh, yes, did notice that. Did comment on that while watching the movie, uh, mm-hmm. but we can save that for later, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. And uh, folks, in case you're wondering, this week's movie is 2016's Inferno. 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 Yeah. Uh, so, Luke, how was your watch? Oh, man. Um, how was my watch? Sam, I felt like I'd taken an Ambien. Much, oh. much like Tom Hanks in this movie, I'm struggling to recall the details. I just sort of feel mm-hmm. a vague haziness around the okay. two hours that I spent with this movie. Sam, it felt like a fever dream. <laughs> so. All right. I booted it up, and things happened, and I watched it. I definitely watched every part of this movie uh, and was not distracted. Uh, I did pause it, actually, about 30 minutes in to go to the grocery store because I needed to do that. Um, oh. oh, shit, you paused midway through? I did pause midway through. It did not impact the watch one bit, came right back, okay. and booted it back up. Uh, well, that's good, because, you know, the one time I did it, it... Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, so didn't didn't have that experience where I paused it and came back and felt utterly demoralized and didn't want to watch the rest of it. No, it was fine. Uh, it just it just it's a slippery film, Sam. It's just a real wriggly, slippery film that refuses uh, yeah. to sort of like congeal in my brain space. Yeah, you couldn't couldn't get your hands wrapped around it. Kept slipping out every time you closed your fist on it. Yeah, it the plot doesn't help, and we'll talk about that when we talk about the plot of this flick uh but definitely had some trouble with this one so sam how was your watch well i gotta tell you it didn't start out great Mm. um uh and luke i'll explain uh and i'm gonna tell you about my cat so folks if you're not interested in hearing about my cat just 
fast forward maybe maybe a minute and uh, and we should <laughs> oh, no. have all that cat talk <laughs> out of the way. So I'm I'm gonna try to keep this to one minute. Okay. So uh, my cat has a pair of lungs on her. Okay. She's very fucking loud as mm-hmm. as you've uh, experienced before, and um, she also knows exactly what she wants when she wants it, and that is when she would like it. Mm. Uh, and so uh, this morning at six. She uh, came into my bedroom screaming at me, absolutely screaming at me for her breakfast. (laughs) And so I like I barely had time to like put my clothes on. But so loudly was she screaming at me. And I'm trying to make sure that Kenna can stay asleep because she likes to sleep in. Mm -hmm. And it makes her very angry when the cat wakes her up. Oh, no, I got to really speed through this. The cat kept yelling at me. I had to feed her. And then she likes to jump in the tub and beg for water to come out of the tub faucet so she could play with it and she she kept meowing about that and it was pissing me off and so I was just barely able to get her the water before she woke my wife up and my wife was unhappy but she fell back to sleep okay nice got him got him folks uh, yeah so uh, welcome back everyone who didn't want to hear about my cat Um, otherwise pretty bog standard watch you know Uh, woke up at (laughs) 6 in the morning um, uh, had my dry cinnamon life cereal a nice glass of tea uh, and watched the movie uh, all by myself. Hey, Sam. Uh, uh-huh. When did you start this movie? Tell me it wasn't like 6.30 in the morning. It was 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> Holy shit, Sam. I, I know you've done this before, but it's just really connecting in my brain space that you do this every week. You start, you start these movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. 6.30 in the morning. Are you kidding me? Oh, sometimes it's earlier, Luke. Oh, God. A couple times I've woken up at five to take in one of these films. Holy shit, bud. And it's it's fine? It's an okay experience? See, I like the mornings. I Mm. like the mornings. Now, I'll tell you, sometimes it's a little distressing to see Tom's face before I see this fucking sun. (laughs) But uh, otherwise... It shines as bright as the sun, uh, some (laughs) would say. It, it very much does. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind it. You know, I get it out of the way early. I get the rest of the day to myself. Um, mm-hmm. I'm only, you know, what, like two, three hours removed from the watch? Yeah. So, so yeah. Nice. Uh, you tend to watch them pretty late, don't you? No, not super late. Usually starting around five or six. So, okay. you know, a, a pretty a pretty standard time. I'm just still my mind is boggled trying to imagine getting up uh, first thing in the a.m. Like you're going on a kayaking trip <laughs> or a fishing trip uh, and then just sort of uh, instead of doing those things, just hoving straight into a Tom Hanks film. Sam, you're an absolute legend. Well, you know, it's just like I get to eat breakfast with Tom Hanks every weekend, mm. e- every weekend. Yeah. Every, every fucking weekend. <laughs> every single for one. 47 weeks. 48 weeks uh, this time, my my friend. Oh, 48 weeks. Mm-hmm. Almost a year of breakfasts with Thomas J. Hanks. Yeah. Hey, Shit. I have a question that we haven't asked in a while, and we didn't prepare for this, but Sam, did you miss Tom this week? So, okay. I will say, so uh, we're doing this on a Sunday, and mm-hmm. usually it's a Saturday, 
And I gotta tell you, it did feel like it had been a long time since I had seen Tom's mm-hmm. grizzled, floppy face. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, I was happy to see him this week. Yeah, agreed. I feel like by putting it off by a day, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And I think mm-hmm. just throwing off the whole routine, since instead of watching it on a Friday night, I watched it on a Saturday night, it did... It did make me a little uh, a little perturbed, a little ready to see some Tom Hanks by the time he rolled around. Yeah, I was I was missing him. I was mm-hmm. like, oh no, I didn't get my Saturday morning with him, so I got Sunday morning. It's like going to church. Mm-hmm. The Church of Hanks. Yep, a nice little synagogue time with Tom Hanks. <laughs> it's my favorite children's book. Let's go to shul with uh, Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> Shabbat with Tom. <laughs> uh, well, Luke, uh, do you want to break the plot down? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> As best you can. Yeah, I don't even know where to begin with this one, Sam. So we're just going to talk about it. and We're going to hope that maybe some of the salient plot points land. Um, so yeah, y'all... I will say mm-hmm. that this one had maybe the longest... A movie synopsis on the Microsoft Store of any other movie we've watched. <laughs> I would believe it. Hey, actually, do you have that available? Luke, I write down every single synopsis every single week. Yeah. Do you uh, mind just so- reading that and then we'll just sort of fill in some gaps as well? Oh, absolutely. In the heart of Italy, Harvard professor of symbology, Robert Langdon, is drawn into a harrowing world centered on one of history's most enduring and mysterious literary masterpieces, Dante's Inferno. Against this backdrop, Langdon battles a chilling adversary and grapples with an ingenious riddle that puts him into a landscape of classic art, secret passageways, and futuristic science, based on the Dan Brown novel. $3.99. Yeah. So I'd say all of that is true, but only tangentially Mm -hmm. to the, to the actual plot that we witnessed. So they don't mention it. What, what Tom Hanks is up against in this one is a guy, a billionaire who's determined that overpopulation is going to ruin the world. Mm -hmm. So he creates a virus that will kill roughly half the population. Yes. And it's kind of just an action movie. It felt very different than the rest of the, the Da Vinci Code movies because we we have a lot less like running from Basilica to Basilica, uh, sort of staring at things and going, "Oh, this is a clue in the ancient painting. It means go to this place." And then they whip on yeah. over there. There's a whole lot less of that in this one. Yeah, there's very little puzzle in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's all the puzzles that do exist are pretty straightforward. Actually, I think there's only like two or three puzzles. Well, and if memory serves, most of the puzzles are just like, oh, look at this thing and find the message on it. And that's Mm -hmm. it. It, And the message is basically like, go to Tony's house. (laughs) Hey, go to Tony's. Just go check out what Tony's got to say. Yeah. Um, And then there's a doctor that he's uh, attached to. So Tom Hanks also has amnesia, which they didn't mention in the synopsis, but he wakes up born style. Can't remember a thing. From the last 48 hours and the ER doctor that he's with is she goes along with him Mm -hmm. um, on his pursuits for no apparent reason until there is an apparent reason. Yep. Uh, Because spoiler alert, turns out she's the ex-girlfriend 
or I guess girlfriend of the billionaire, but the billionaire is dead because he <laughs> fell out of a tower. Yeah, probably probably good to mention that in the opening moments of this movie, the billionaire does die. Yeah, yep. And so she turns out to be his lover, of course, which is mm-hmm. just what. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so she's been tagging along this whole time trying to uh, use Tom Hanks to find the virus. And then there's a shadow organization that's been orchestrating all of this and helping the billionaire build the virus until they find out it's a virus. And then they decide, well, that's no good. So they got to stop it. Um, and then the who apparently has guns. And yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk a whole lot about this movie's <laughs> depiction of the World Health Organization. <laughs> Yeah, they're like the fucking FBI. Like, they have agents <laughs> and guns, and they show up, and they're like, World Health Organization, stop. Yeah, it's fucking Public Health SEAL Team 6. <laughs> <laughs> yes. God, it's a whole... It's a mess. I'll be honest, Sam. I followed a lot less of this plot than I would have liked. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, but to sum it all up, at the end of it, they do find the bag of virus <laughs> that the guy has created. Um, they do contain it. It's like a it's like a Canadian bag of milk. That's what it looks it like. Like it's just a. It, honestly, Luke, if I can be perfectly real with you, it looks like a bag full of poo poo water. Mm-hmm. There's there's no other way to phrase it. It's just a bag full of shit water. Yeah, and inside the containment device, it does burst, and it does look just like the weirdest, wettest fart. It just sort of... (laughs) There it is. Oh, Billy had diarrhea and was in the pool again. (laughs) It's that. (laughs) So anyway, they contain it. Life is fine. Uh, The the ex-lover, the current lover, however you want to view it, she does blow herself up in an attempt to... (laughs) blow up said virus god this movie is so buck wild yeah yeah we've we've covered the plot as best any human can luke what'd you think i don't even know what to think sam i don't even know so i was expecting something way over the top and what we got was something not over the top but sort of uh very much in the middle but in a very confusing way. Because in the last movie, we saw a Pope blow up a helicopter. Yeah. So I expected just God knows what from Inferno. Um, yeah. I mean, when you end the last movie with the sky on fire and a Pope parachuting down, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to follow that up. It really is. It's hard to continue to escalate the stakes. So what we saw in this movie was essentially symbologist Indiana Jones... Uh, Mm -hmm. which is about as uh, action-packed as you might expect from that. Um, Sam, I don't know that I liked it, but I did consume it, and it was pretty entertaining, I guess. So, Mm, um, I don't know. I don't know what to think. Tell Tell me how to think about this movie. Well, Luke, third time's the charm. I fucking loved it. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so this is good. Now, talk me through... Some of the pieces that you loved in this movie. Well, first of all, Luke, it's a fucking rump. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this one has the most National Treasure-esque feel, I oh, think. Oh, yeah. Out of yeah. any of and them. And it's fucking spectacular. Mm-hmm. It, 
Luke, does any of it make sense? No. Is all of it compelling? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I loved it. Yeah. Felicity Jones is the ER doctor who wasn't? Yes. Great. The cop who keeps trying to kill him? Fucking great. Mm-hmm. The weird shadowy boat organization? Huh? <laughs> the the military arm of the World Health Organization? Fucking great. The twists and turns, is it... Is it the lady at the World Health Organization who's bad? Maybe. Nope. Turns out it's the cool dude with the World Health Organization. Mm-hmm. He's bad. Uh, oh, oh, what about the guy from the boat? Is he bad? No, he's fucking awesome. <laughs> he's so fucking cool. He stabs people like it's his full-time job. Yeah. Hey, really quick, dude. So the guy that runs the shadowy boat organization has like an Assassin's Creed style. Yes. Like wrist yes. knife that he uses yes. to gank people. And it's he's so fucking legit it is it is pretty legit i think you're you're on the money with that one it was very fun to watch him just stab people in the neck with that thing and like i wish this is the one time i wish the podcast had a visual component because the like casual but like definitive way that he stabs every single person just the like quick like Mm -hmm. is so Oh, it's good. It's so good. And and just like every bit of it. Oh, Tom has amnesia because a bullet grazed his skull and he fell down. Nope. Actually, it was from benzodiazepines. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Hey, and they yeah. just sliced his scalp to fake a gunshot graze. Huh? And then... We do get to see Tom crack his fucking skull on like eight different things in this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so good. At one point, he like the front of his fucking skull smashes into a brick wall and we see him wake up from this actual head trauma and his like eye is all like bloody and horrible mm-hmm. and he's talking to another guy whose face he smashed in with a fucking fire extinguisher and then Felicity Jones maced him with Lysol and it's just two like bloody eyed people staring at each other and it's so good Mm -hmm. it's so good Luke I just I love it they kept a virus in a fucking plastic bag (laughs) yeah a loose plastic bag it's uh this this viral plot brought to you by Ziploc yeah the incredible folks at Ziploc Part of the linchpin of this whole fucking scavenger hunt was that his friend just dunked uh, Dante's fucking death mask in the holy water in Mm -hmm. another Ziploc bag. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He did hide it in a different different, uh, church in the holy water, just in a Ziploc bag. Uh, Hey... I got a, a quick comment. Uh, we're back uh-huh. to the old tricks because every single clue in this fucking movie, Sam, guess what language it's in? It's in the English. Yup, English. And they said it again. At some point, they're looking at a thing, and, and oh, it's the like pointer thingy that has Dante's map of hell. And yeah. Tom Hanks is like, oh, look, there's a clue, and it's in English. And you're like, of course it fucking is. It's in English, and it has the billionaire's name on it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like t- Tom sees some wild ass shit while he's got benzodiazepine amnesia, mm-hmm. which 
I just want to say right here, I looked it up. Benzodiazepines can cause amnesia, but it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's amnesia going forward. Hmm. Yeah. Not, uh, not backwards. Not retrograde amnesia. No, it's anterograde. Yeah. Okay. So I did wonder about that because, and what we're talking about is that it turns out that he didn't have amnesia and was not attacked. They, the boat organization faked all of this so that the ER doc in quotes could get close to him. Um, yeah. And they shot him up full of benzos and that supposedly (laughs) gave him amnesia and it had him all whacked out. Um, yeah, it's confusing. I definitely lost the plot when they when they revealed that. Again, sort of Bourne style. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, no, we faked all of this. It's got so many twists and turns. Um, I mean, I, I think one of my favorite parts was the lady who was dressed as a cop but wasn't a cop working for the boat organization mm-hmm. um, is shooting at Tom in the rafters above the... Oh, shit. The palazzo. Uh, you, you, well, it's in that museum, mm-hmm. which I can't remember. I keep wanting to call it Vespucci Museum, but I think that's I think that's the name of a beach in Grand Theft Auto. Um, <laughs> Let's I call it that. Fuck it. It's the Vespucci yeah. Museum. Yeah, the Vespucci Museum in Florence, and uh, and he's walking on these rafters, which. I'll be perfectly honest. I was amazed that they held up under the weight of his dense dumper and hefty <laughs> balls and cock, but they did. And then she's shooting at him, and then Felicity Jones knocks her over. She falls through the ceiling and slams on the floor, and I laughed. <laughs> hey, you need the comedy elements in any movie. You got to have a moment or two to laugh. There's for sure. just something about the sound design that they did where it's just like crash, crash, thunk. excellent it just just got me yeah and oh it's luke it's so good it's so i love this movie nice man i don't know that you've convinced me but you have brought an energy to this that is much needed because out of my confusion i now see a pathway towards uh enjoying this movie and oh, the insanity yeah. that it is. Uh, maybe I'm just, my, my ass might just be chapped because I did have to rent this one and it wasn't available on Nerdflurks like the yeah. uh, the other two uh, installments in the series. Yeah, I mean, I won't lie, that part's a bummer. Hey, just out of curiosity, um, with tax, how much are you spending on these rentals? Oh, it's like $4.26 a pop, I think. God damn it. See, our sales taxes are really high here. Mm. So... I'm spending like four thirty, four forty on each of these fucking movies. Mm, you hate to see it. That's that's how this project's really getting us. Yeah. Is those extra couple of pennies, that extra dime every time. Hey, look, let I'm gonna I'm gonna get serious for just a hot second. Let's mm-hmm. talk sales taxes for a minute. Not a good tax. Not a good tax. Disproportionately impacts low income people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a shitty regressive way to tax people. Income taxes far better. Moving on. <laughs> That's the real conspiracy. When are they going to yeah. do a Da Vinci Code movie about that? <laughs> uh, about Arkansan sales taxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just uh, so there's one thing that didn't make sense to me uh, in the movie, but there's now looking one thing? back. There's just one thing, Sam? Actually, yeah. And it was at the beginning. 
his heart rate is like 163. Mm-hmm. And this this ER doc, Felicity Jones, is just like, you just need to calm down. And it's like, no, that's a that's a fucking crazy high pulse. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta do something about that. And she's just like, no, 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 it's all it's all it's all chill, man. Yeah. And and then later it's like, oh, she wasn't a doctor at all. And yeah. now, now it makes sense that she wouldn't be alarmed by a pulse of 163 in an older man. Yeah, although she was apparently some kind of genius because yeah. she has around her flat in Venice, she just or uh, in Florence, she just has a bunch of like framed things about her going to King's College or whatever at age 12 and whatnot, yeah. uh, what, like a normal what a person. Ego move there. Mm-hmm. Right, like. I don't know. I mean, I skipped a couple grades. Should I just have, like, things around my house that are just like, yo, remember third grade? No, you don't, motherfucker. Yeah, that's exactly what you should do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, it's pretty wild. Um, so, Sam, I do have a question for you, though. Uh-huh. So the premise of this movie that they say right off the bat through narration by the billionaire is, Sam, there's a button. And if you press that button, yes, half the yes, population yes, is going to yes, die. Yes. If you don't press the button, in a hundred years, everyone is doomed. What do you do? Yeah, so uh, I was actually going to ask you this one. So <laughs> get out of my skull, Luke Patrick. It's a really um, good thought experiment. It is. It is, It is. of course, the Thanos experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I, th- I think I'm not pushing the button. Yeah, I'm not pushing that button for sure. I think there are other ways you could do it, um, which, uh, again, is it related to this movie? No, but I'm going to say it here now. You know, Thanos could have done anything with that Infinity Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. And he was all concerned about overpopulation leading to famine. Yeah. Why, why didn't Thanos just make more food? <laughs> You know, that's the kind of uh, foresight that, you know what, maybe later, maybe afterwards he's sitting around his his breakfast table uh, drinking his coffee and it just hits him out of the blue like, oh, shit, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. I imagine there's a deleted scene where someone's like, did you ever consider making more food? And he goes, oh, oh, fuck. (laughs) Oh, oh, fuck, no. Yeah. Oh, God, what have I done? Yeah. Oh, fuck. And it's it's three hours actually of Thanos just just <laughs> weeping. <laughs> that's that's the real Avengers Endgame is three hours of of Thanos just just really apoplectic about yeah. how, how he made the wrong choice, screaming um, why over and over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no. So I I think you could go a similar route and just deal with uh, food waste. Yeah, you know, we got real big problems with food waste. I feel like that could make a dent, buy us a few more years. Yeah, here's the thing. Here's the logical fallacy in this guy's argument because it, it's a pure thought experiment, like not related to any overpopulation or lack of food or whatever. It's a totally different question. Like if the assumption is in a hundred years everyone is going to die, like not for mm-hmm. reasons they're just all going to die that's totally different because what this guy's ignoring is like that's a hundred fucking years to figure shit out exactly and it's like come on man come on yeah come on dude a <laughs> hundred years yeah. of us working on it with your money come on yeah come on we can do it 
We Come can on, Jeff. science this shit out. So this is this is a message for you, Jeff Bezos. If you ever get a hairy trigger finger and uh, started to feel a little bit itchy about it and want to want to push the, the a similar button, don't do it, man. Don't do yeah, it. Don't don't do it. So, hey, did you also uh, get immediately concerned at a wealthy white man? Saying it took us a hundred thousand years to get to one billion people, and you kn- you knew that sentence wasn't going anywhere good. Mm, yeah, it was either gonna just take a nosedive into eugenics, or it was gonna go the way it did, and it did go the way it did. So yeah, look at that. I I put it to you, it was kind of eugenics anyway. Yeah, I mean for sure, and there's there's definitely a lot of bullshit involved with this thesis. That half I mean, the population kind of deserves to die. Shit, I mean, there's some character, even at one point, does say, sometimes it hits the right people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's that's just eugenics, folks. Which does explain why there's sort of a whole cadre of folks, like in Turkey at the end, uh, uh-huh. when they're in uh, Istanbul, I think. Um, yeah. And they're, they're like trying to find the bago virus. There's like a whole cadre of people that are like so down with this mission. And you just know that their reasons are probably pretty problematic. Yeah, not good reasons. Yeah. I don't I don't think anyone got into this game because they cared. Yeah. <laughs> right. And they're trying to paint this as like a white knight, like, oh, they're trying they're just trying to save the world. Nah, man, they're trying to massacre yeah. half the population for whatever reason. Yeah, we- we just want all the brown people gone. Mm-hmm. Then the then the world will be good. Yeah. Oh man, no, 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 no. Yeah. Anyway, Sam, I'm glad we, we hashed that out and that uh, you two were sort of stuck on that question. Um, yeah. I yeah. did. Uh, I I did want to talk about something. Uh huh. Which is that Sam and you, maybe you can speak to this because you actually enjoyed this movie a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I still feel like it's like budget Ben Indiana Jones because the guy's a symbologist. It's not like he has a cool whip or a cool hat or knows how to shoot guns or anything. He's kind of just a, he just knows the symbols for things. And I don't know how to feel about that. So, uh, I've look, I've been informed that some of my opinions on this podcast have been a bit controversial. Mm -hmm. Like, the fact, and I use that term very deliberately, that uh, Forrest Gump is not a good movie. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, Luke, I've never really watched Indiana Jones in English. <laughs> I'm assuming you did watch it in German in high school, eh? Yes, yes. Yeah. And I'll tell you, didn't really enjoy it. Hey, that movie's got to have a weird stank on it when half of, or not half of, when all of it is in German. <laughs> it's a, look, it's a vibe. Um, <laughs> it feels, I'll tell you, it feels very realistic when those Nazis are screaming about their faces melting off. Yeah, man. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but, but yeah, so I don't, I don't love Indiana Jones. Okay, okay. Um. So you're into this flavor, into the flavor yeah. that uh, the Da Vinci Code is pumping out, more so than the whip-cracking, gun-shooting Indiana Jones. Yeah, because here's here's another thing. Luke, I unironically love the National Treasure movies. Mm. Hey, they're great movies. And this is the same thing. It's I guess that's just, fair. Like, Nicolas Cage doesn't know cool shit. 
He just is good at history. Mm-hmm. He just knows lots of history facts. And this is essentially the same thing. Yeah. Especially in this movie, it's not really even symbols. It's just Tom knowing history facts. Yeah, it kind of just involves him knowing a shitload about Dante's Inferno, basically. Yeah. Like, knowing, hey, these these sections on this map are out of order is yeah. the basic requirements needed to, to fulfill his function in this movie. Right, and that, oh, these people didn't have words on their bodies, in, mm-hmm. or letters on their bodies in the original uh, uh, painting. Yeah. All right. Well, I could see it. Okay, I'm coming around to this then. I will yeah. say that there was a scene where they're they're being chased by a drone, and they kept treating it like they're being chased by the fucking SWAT team. And, oh uh, yeah, it's uh it's like that movie uh like North by Northwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I got those vibes. Yeah. I was like, is it is it gonna kill him? <laughs> right, because you may be asking, well, is it an armored drone? And the answer is no. It's no. just a camera drone, and they keep doing these these quick cut shots where they're like, ah, oh, the the action's really heating up, and it's just a drone, just <laughs> just following well, them. Well, <laughs> you do have to remember that that drone is operated by the military arm of the World Health Organization. Oh, yes. Can we talk about this now? Yeah, let's talk about Health Team 6. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that keeps blowing up everything, showing up, <laughs> banging down doors, screaming, we are the World Health Organization. Now, Sam, correct me if I'm wrong, but as a public health individual, I'm pretty sure that the WHO doesn't have this kind of uh, this kind of military prowess, do they? Not to my knowledge. Mm. See, when I first saw the movie, like when, when I first started and they said that it was like the World Health Organization, I thought it was like terrorists who were like, using an alternate identity but no Mm -hmm. it's just actually the who fucking (laughs) with like strike teams Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is it's pretty badass now sam how often does this occur that someone's got a bag of virus that they need this kind of military organization well it's also uh, i mean i would assume weekly but um it's also pretty bizarre to me because you can't shoot a bacterial infection to do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, not that we know of. Maybe no one's ever tried it. I, you know, maybe they haven't. Or maybe it's still classified. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do seem to, to have a lot of gear. Um, it, it, like, I just, I can't figure it out because you've got at one point, like, the the World Health Organization breaching and clearing Felicity Jones's apartment with like fucking machine guns and shit and breaching charges and it's just like uh, have you ever used this before Mm -hmm. maybe this is the first time maybe they've had this clearance for all of this gear and these people and this is the first time that they've ever gotten to sally forth with absolutely everything all guns blazing kind of literally Oh my god, yeah, and they're just so fucking horny for it. Mm-hmm. They're just god. like, fuck yeah, we finally get to do this. Uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, and, I mean, look, I, I don't know how many other people have put deadly viruses in what is essentially a takeout container. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, like, you can't shoot it. Because then it blows up and everyone dies. Which I think at one point the lady that runs 
the who or is the let's say the 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 operator on the ground does have uh-huh. to yell that at some people. Hey, don't shoot. <laughs> There's a containment box down here, which you feel like would be day one for this team. Like, okay, guys, now remember, no shooting. You can't yeah. you can't shoot the containment devices. That's why it's called a containment device. Mhm. And actually, let's talk about that containment device, Luke, because what the fuck was it? It appeared to just be a plastic box. Yeah, that had two LED meters on it that mm-hmm. I couldn't determine what they were for. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, essentially, that's that's it. I think that was the full <laughs> prop decision for that yeah. the props team on that one. Because, like, it's got these two meters on, which, like, I thought were, like, battery meters, but then, like, the one of the Turkish guys who was trying to release the virus then, like, undoes one of the very simple latches on it. Mm-hmm. That, like, you, if you bump this thing with your elbow, you could release a deadly virus. Yeah. And then the meters start going down. And I, yeah. I don't know what it meant. I think it's supposed to be the containment level, which that's definitely good that you uh-huh. want uh, some simple latches. Like, again, if you fly commercial with this thing and check it in, there ain't no way it's going to come out the other end, like, fully oh, no. contained. Uh-uh. And there's no lock on it. Mm-mm. You should have a lock on it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or just seal it. Just seal the motherfucker. Yeah. I, or sh- shit. Man, the fucking fancy bioweapon tube that Tom had at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. had a fucking biometric lock on it. Yeah. And this thing, uh, it's just too, like, it's like opening a window. Or like opening a Yeti cooler. That's essentially yeah. what they had. Was <laughs> a, it's a Yeti a cooler. cooler. Yeah. <laughs> New from Yet, uh, Yeti, it's a bioweapons containment unit. Yeah, it'll keep everything chilled for up to 48 hours, which is really impressive when you think about it. Yeah, um, do you have a plastic bag full of doo-doo water? Put it in a Yeti bioweapons containment unit. Mm-hmm. It'll keep it there unless you open it. <laughs> or unless it gets jostled uh, yeah. in any way. Yeah, man, it's pretty It's pretty cheap. So I would say that the World Health Organization maybe spent a little a little too much money on guns and maybe not enough money on the stuff that's maybe more relevant to the who. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who, who who doesn't remember the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic when when the WHO was conducting all those raids mm-hmm. to to shoot the virus <laughs> dead in its tracks? In the news today, the WHO raided uh, a bunch of places in Wuhan, China, and Seattle, um, looking for the source of COVID uh, so they could shoot it. (laughs) Yeah. Shoot it dead. Hey, do you think Dan Brown saw the United States Department of Defense budget and thought he was given the WHO budget? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Oh, for sure. I don't think his understanding of what the WHO is is uh, particularly top-notch. Hey, does the Mm-mm. CDC even have SWAT teams like this? No. It's the <laughs> CDC. You'd think we wouldn't have to ask that question. And yet, here we are. Yeah, gee, they just have fucking scientists. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, just a bunch <laughs> of folks in hazmat suits. Pretty much. Pretty much 
fuck. Um, I mean, do you, do you have any loose thoughts? Yeah, I got a couple. So th- my favorite part in this movie is they're stuck underneath the palazzo, and there's a grate that leads out to the street. And there's a woman sitting on the other side of the grate. And they're like, please, hey, come open this grate. The woman, who is unfucking flappable says, (laughs) 100 euros. And they're like, excuse me? She says, 100 euros. So Tom Hanks pays her 100 100 euros. And then she opens the grate for them. And I just adore this woman so much. She's so good. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, it's just people screaming like for help, and she just kind of slowly kind of swirls around on her chair, and she's like, "Huh? Mm-hmm. What?" And then walks over, and they're like, "Please, please, please, God, let us out. We're going to die down here." And she goes, "A hundred euros," <laughs> <laughs> which is so fucking steep. Oh man! And then she like barely helps. Yeah, she just kind of loosely props open the gate, the grate well, on this thing. And then the other thing is she must have watched Felicity Jones then turn around and go full crazy eyes mm-hmm. and, like, confess all her, like, crazy eugenics shit to Tom Hanks. And and this woman was like, I got my hundred euros, not yeah. my problem. I'm going to go back to hawking my wares here on yeah, the street. These- these fucking uh like renaissance masks mm-hmm. man it just really got me and it also continues the trend in this movie of random yabos that ask for way too much money in euros to do stuff because i think they did this in the first movie there was somebody in a park that they needed to leave and the guy was like 30 oh, euros yeah yeah that's right and so they paid him to leave a park bench um, yeah the christ child yeah, so I think Dan Brown thinks this is how how things operate over in Italy. Is <laughs> that if you need anything? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can you help me cross the street? Sure, bud. That'll be fifty euros. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't know exchange rates. Um, but that's that's pretty much it as far as the the loose thoughts I had, Sam. Other than the fact that Tom Hanks did forget the word for coffee, and I thought it could be kind of fun. If we pretended to forget the words to stuff, but honestly, I don't know how good that bit would be. So yeah, who who knows? I mean, I had some questions as to how that orchestra got on those platforms in the middle of the water mm. in that like cistern or whatever. But meh. yeah, um, and I just let's send one up for Knife Guy. I love Knife Guy. Oh, Knife Guy, the guy that runs the boat organization. Fuck, he was cool, and he swore like a sailor. God. Mm. Knife Guy was fucking good at his job. Yeah, too bad Knife Guy got knifed, I think. Um, yeah. And did die. Yeah, and I was I was legitimately sad when Knife Guy ate it. Yeah, me too, man. Knife Guy knew what he was about. He fucking got shit done. He did. Well, Luke, um, I gotta take a thousand euros out so that uh, someone can pick up a box off the ground for me um (laughs) would you like to come with me to the hanks bank so i can get that money yeah let's do it let's go luke i need you to overcome drug-induced amnesia to follow clues around the world to stop a plot to kill half the planet it's time to come with me to the conspiracy corner oh man i have a feeling that this week's is gonna be juicy oh luke i've got something real fun for you today so, uh, Luke, 
throughout this uh, movie, especially in the earlier parts of it, we see uh, Tom Hanks like hallucinating uh, mm-hmm. these visions. Mm-hmm. And uh, Luke, that is because Tom Hanks is having visions of the COVID-19 pandemic. <laughs> Tom Hanks predicted the <laughs> pandemic that we are currently living in, seeing the masks, <laughs> the death, the hell of 2020. And this pandemic was nothing more than ATAR's work. <laughs> because, Luke, I'm telling you right now that the, the virus in the bag in this movie was ATAR's first attempt to eliminate half the life on this plane of existence, including Tom Hanks, but he failed. He failed due to Tom's knowledge of symbols and clues in Italian history. And so, Atar had to make another attempt just four years, wait, three years later, when he created the COVID-19 virus in China. And this is why Luke Tom Hanks was one of the first people to get infected with COVID-19, hoping this was ATAR, hoping to kill Tom Hanks right away so that he couldn't be thwarted. Damn. Damn, dude. Yeah, and uh, there's more. Okay, (laughs) because I'm still reeling from that last revelation, because Sam, you've said a lot of things in Conspiracy Corner, (laughs) Uh but, but this one... This yeah. one seems very, very, very true. Yeah, Luke, it's not going to get any less true because <laughs> here's the thing. Tom survived COVID-19 not because of, you know, his natural, you know, sort of uh, survivability or anything like that. No, Luke, Tom Hanks survived COVID-19 because his blood is the vaccine. <laughs> That's right, folks. Tom Hanks' blood is used to make the vaccines that provide immunity to COVID-19. See, the godly powers given to Tom Hanks back in the 1930s provided Tom a level of immunity to, to infectious diseases heretofore unseen in humankind. And so, once Tom... Uh, Uh, recovered from COVID-19 in the early days of the pandemic, there were many stories about how Tom was donating his his plasma to help people uh, who were infected. This convalescent Mm -hmm. plasma was helping people recover faster. And then it was discovered that, no, 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 no. We don't have to just do this. We We can use this plasma to make vaccines. And so that's what we're doing. The mRNA, that's Tom's mRNA. We have all had Tom's mRNA injected into our bodies to create the spike protein that gives us... Oh, shit, the music's over. Oh, no, this is an ad now. Fuck. So, so, uh, so yeah, uh, his godlike powers have saved uh, countless lives uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic because his blood is the vaccine. But, Luke, there is more here. So, ATAR's plan, of course, was to eliminate half the population so that he could more easily take out uh, the rest of this plane of existence. Mm-hmm. However, uh, so the billionaire in this movie, obviously an agent of ATAR, and he failed. So, the other thing ATAR planned was he wanted his agents on this plane to have more resources. And there was one way that he could do that, and it was referenced in this movie. Doge. Okay. Doge. 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 
the Doge. They, he mentions multiple times the Doge of Venice. But Luke, yeah. it's not the Doge of Venice. It's the Doge coin. See, Atar, <laughs> Atar both started Dogecoin and had all his followers purchase massive amounts of Dogecoin back when it was essentially worthless. Then, Atar started the pandemic and predicted the rise in value of cryptocurrencies during this uh, time of instability. Thus, driving up the price of Dogecoin and allowing his followers like Rudy Giuliani and Elon Musk... Yes, folks! Elon Musk! Uh, <laughs> Got him. Uh, to, to accrue massive amounts of wealth so that when COVID-19 eliminated half the population, then they would have the resources to take out the rest of them so that ATAR could then take over this plane of existence. They just didn't count on Tom Hanks' godlike blood providing immunity to COVID-19. Damn, dude. Damn. Yes. I'm well. A really quick thanks to Tom Hanks for everything he's done via his own yeah. blood to save us all. Because uh, I gotta say, this vaccine has been pretty choice. It so. is fucking primo. Mm-hmm. And Luke, lest you believe that this Tom Hanks is not exactly like every other Tom Hanks, here's the thing. Uh, mm-hmm. the the lady from the WHO says oh hey i found your watch i know it's very important to you and luke that watch was a mickey mouse watch because oh, tom shit. hanks robert langdon is also walt fucking disney mm-hmm. holy shit sam exactly and luke lest you believe that uh the the bag of virus in this movie and COVID 19 are not related to atar i direct your attention attention to the weird flashlight at the beginning of the movie that did have a carving of Atar. Oh my god. Yes, on the little pointer thingy that he's trying to decode in the beginning of the movie. There is, in fact, a a three-headed monster. Uh, And this is an old depiction of the demon prince Atar. Mm Mm-hmm. Holy shit, bud. Bud. Yep. That's insane. Yep. Uh, Tom Hanks knew about COVID-19 three years before it happened. God damn. And he didn't... Yeah, he was right there ready to save us all with his godlike plasma. Sam, again, you've said some things in the conspiracy corner. And some of Mm -hmm. them I've tolerated. Others I've been fully swayed by. But this one... This one, I think, is going in the history books, like, immediately. People are already rewriting the histories that they were doing about the COVID pandemic. Yeah. COVID-19 pandemic, uh, to cover Tom Hanks at length. Oh, yeah, he is the hero of the pandemic, uh, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Uh, with his with his RNA uh, coursing through my veins, um, uh, I've been able to enjoy a bit of normalcy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, hey, you know, real quick aside, if you don't have your vaccine, go get vaccinated so that you too can have Tom Hanks' mRNA inside of you and do normal-ass things with your life. Yeah, folks, get the vaccine. Get Tom Hanks's blood deep inside you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's great. Uh, it's perfectly safe, and uh, it's mostly due to Tom Hanks's godlike powers. Um, yep. He he is an agent of God. He's uh, he's reproduced with the Christ Child. So, um, I mean, what better way to be closer to God than by getting the uh, vaccine for COVID nineteen? Makes sense to me. Well, look, uh, that's pretty much all I got uh, with the 
conspiracy corner this week. It uh, mm. took a lot of work. Took a lot out of me. Yeah, that was impressive. Again, you really dug up some some solid gold on this one. So uh, props to well, you. Thank you. My eyes, my third eye has been opened a little bit more, and uh, I like what I see. Well, good, 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 good. Uh, it is uh, full of terrors, but uh, there's some hope. There's some mm-hmm. hope. Yeah. Tom's out there fighting the good fight. For sure. ATAR, still at large. Still not oh, 100% yeah. what ATAR's going to do next. Uh, but hey, what can he do? Yeah, and you know, had he not been summoned to this plane of existence uh, via the volleyball Wilson... Mm-hmm. Uh, he probably wouldn't have been able to do all this, but because he is here now, he is able to create these viruses. Yeah. God damn it, Wilson. It's a Flickin real Wilson. But, Luke, let's uh, let's close that third eye just for now. Mm-hmm. And let's look forward with the other two eyes uh, to next week. All right. Uh, where we will be watching 2017's The Circle. Ooh. Now, uh, have you seen The Circle? I have not seen The Circle, nor do I know anything about it. Ooh, okay. Um, I have, but I watched it late at night, and I think I fell asleep, or I just don't remember it, it, much of it. Okay. Do you, so, do you want to recuse yourself then, or are you going to give it a go this week and try to describe I, what you think I it's think about? I think it's best that I recuse myself. Okay, so, that's Luke, fair. what do you think The Circle is about? Okay, locked and loaded. I'm pretty sure that the the circle is an American remake of The Ring, which you might say was already an American Ooh. remake. But nah, dog. <laughs> this one is all true blue American and just updated for uh, 2017. I think you said. Yes. Yeah. So instead of a VHS tape, what we have is a DVD, and Tom Hanks is somehow the protagonist who's being haunted by the Ring Girl. Um, who, again, has been updated for 2017 to be a little bit more monstrous, uh, a little bit less emo, a little bit more monstery. Um, and, yeah, I think that it's otherwise exactly the same plot as The Ring. And then for legal reasons, they did have to call it The Circle, uh, <laughs> referring to the DVD. Uh, nice. and not, in fact, The Ring that does uh, may or may not appear on the screen. Um yeah, it could be like a star or something instead this time. I don't know. We'll figure it out in, in post-production. I mean, I for one can't wait to see Tom in a horror movie. Yeah, it's an angle that we haven't seen yet. Uh, yeah. We hear whispers that it does exist, but uh, yeah, maybe someday. Yeah, that's an, There's an angle to this dangle that I want. Mm-hmm. True that. So that's what I'm expecting to see is a lot of real classic horror and uh, we get to see Tom uh, right at the center of it. Well, shit, I can't wait for that. I mean, mm-hmm. I won't sleep after, but uh, but yeah, should be a good time. Yeah. Well, uh, until then, folks, you can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod. And you can find us on Twitter at Hanksy Panksy, uh, just Hanksy Panksy. That's right. Uh, and uh, you can also email us at HanksyPanksyPod at gmail.com. Uh, please feel free to send us uh, your thoughts and opinions about Tom Hanks, about uh, what conspiracies he's involved with, maybe what other viruses he may have prevented. Um, and uh, please do uh, write us a review on Apple Podcasts and share us with a friend. It really helps us out. 
And uh, just a final thank you to Ryan Boyd for our kick-ass intro music. Uh, really, really appreciate it. And if you want to find more of their work, uh, you can find them on Twitter at Ryan Droid, D-R-O-Y-D. Luke, mm-hmm. do you have a final quote? I do. Ask me if we're in the wrong church. Luke, are we in the wrong church? Wrong church? We're in the wrong country. Wackity <laughs> schmackity do. <laughs> God, this movie. I love it. All right, folks. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy. We'll be back next week with 2017's The Circle.